you are the only one who is responsible for your success. Your job is not to create your client's success because you literally can't. Your job is to create the conditions within which they can succeed. You don't have to choose between serving your right fit people and helping them get their success or doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. It's both. It serves your people for you to do work that you are so excited to be doing. Welcome to Selling Chocolate, the podcast where I am sharing the tactical steps, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help big-hearted entrepreneurs like you expand your visibility, impact, and income, and create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Around here, we call that sustainable success. I'm your host, Carly Jo Bell, cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Whole Co. Media. By tuning into this episode today, you are showing your brain that not only is it possible for you to create genuinely sustainable success in your business, it's also a reality that is available to you right now. And now all you need to do is listen and then choose to take the aligned next step toward your version of sustainable success. So let's dive in. Welcome to day two of the 10K month formula. This is where we are learning how to create or how to make more sales with more ease every single day. I am so, so, so excited we're here. I want us to dive straight in. And first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for being here on day two. (laughs) Or thank you for catching the replay if that is what you're doing. And also, let's just give a quick little recap on what we spoke about yesterday. But of course, if you haven't watched the replay of day one, you absolutely like highly recommend. So many people have reached out saying that it was like life-changing for them, business-changing. It was so powerful and helpful for them. So let's talk about though, what was that though? Just really quick recaps. We're all on the same page. First and foremost, the name of this whole training series that we're doing is the 10K month formula. But creating a 10K cash month Really, all of that is, is getting more right fit people onto sales calls with you who then you can convert into clients. It's that simple. You don't have to be any sort of magician or have any secret powers or anything to create a 10K, your first 10K or first in a while 10K cash month. You just literally need to know, how do I get more right fit people onto sales calls? And then how do I convert them? That's it. So over these four days, we're getting crystal clear on what you need in order to be able to do that. Yesterday, we spoke about one core foundation on which literally everything else in your business is built. (laughs) We identified who your right fit client is. And when we know who your right fit person is, that's when we can build offers that they love to buy, create messaging, those words that you use to talk about your offer that just naturally attracts them in. And we get to create marketing content. We get to sell in a way that your right fit person just loves to engage with, loves to participate in, loves to take the next step as a result of and move into working with you. 
when you know who your right fit person is and you know how to speak to them and how to serve them, they're not going to get annoyed by you marketing or selling to them as so many entrepreneurs worry about. They're going to say, thank you. They're going to hear you selling to them and they're going to say, this is exactly what I have been looking for. And they are going to take that next step, get on that sales call or into that sales conversation with you, and they are going to buy. That's what we talked about on day one yesterday. Today, though, we are talking about your offers. If finding your right fit people is kind of like the core of your business, maybe I should do this, the core of your business, (laughs) then your offers are the next layer. We don't have a business without offers, right? If we don't have something to sell, we don't have a business. But the problem so many big-hearted entrepreneurs have is that they have offers, but they've essentially built these offers based off of what they've seen other people doing and not from the perspective of what will serve my soul-aligned people best. That's how we do everything here at Holco. We pause before we create anything, content and offers alike, right? And we ask what will serve our soul-aligned people best. And here's the deal with that. Just because a certain type of offer or maybe structure of an offer worked for your coach or your business bestie or for a competitor or for whoever, doesn't mean that that structure of offer, that type of offer is going to automatically work for you and your audience. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit when we actually talk about how to build these offers, right? So when you're building an offer that becomes an obvious yes for your people, it's like, well, duh, I'm going to sign up. Duh, I'm going to invest in this. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I've been looking for. It's obvious to them. When you build those offers, and they're ones that you love to sell and deliver, and that your soul-aligned clients just love to buy, something really magical happens. Your clients start seeing really amazing results. And then they decide to sign up with you again, or they send you a referral, or they leave you with this glowing testimonial that you can use in your marketing to sell more and more and more of your offers. But that's just the magic on the side of your customer or your client. You get magic too, though you start feeling really super confident in your expertise because you're like, oh, my clients are getting results. That's awesome. And you come to know that, yes, you do have something really super valuable to offer your people. That's why it's called an offer, right? And all of this makes it easier and easier and easier for you to break through any fears that you might have around maybe visibility, around success, around selling, around failure. All of this helps you break through those fears and helps you show up with more and more and more consistency, confidence, clarity, creativity. And this combination, right, the transformed clients, the absolutely just glowing you, This combination makes you more and more and more and more money. Now, I asked you all a variation of this question yesterday, but I want to ask it again. So if it feels safe, 
I want to invite you to answer this question in the chat. If you're not ready to answer it in the chat, totally fine. Answer it for yourself because the awareness is what's really most important here. What is going to happen or what will your life look like when you create your first 10K cash month? What's going to happen? From where you are right now, what do you think your life will look like when you create your first or first in a while 10K cash month? And I ask because it's always easier to create something, right? To bring a goal to life when we can really clearly see it, when we can feel it, when we're like, oh yeah, I actually can do that. That's not too crazy. That's not too far from where I am. Because when we can see it, when we can see that goal, and we can kind of even see on the other side of it, right? We're like, I know, I know what this goal is. I know what it's going to do for me. I know how it's going to feel. I have that, right? When we can see it, the goal, the first or first Noel 10K cash month stops being this kind of theoretical thing and starts to become a very possible for you reality. I think about it this way, right? Think about if you're hiking over a mountain. (laughs) I remember I was on a backpacking trip in Yosemite back when I was in college. It was a 10-day backpacking trip. It's the only backpacking trip I've ever done, so do not think that I am like this amazing backpacker. I wish I was, but I'm not. (laughs) So I was on this backpacking trip, and in order to get to our next destination, we needed to essentially climb over a mountain. Or hike over a mountain, not necessarily climbing, right? And when we're at the bottom of this mountain, you know, looking up and it's like, yeah, I can do that. Like it's, it didn't look like a crazy tall mountain. It was like, okay, yeah, we can definitely do that. And especially when you look at, gosh, the mountains that were around it that were so tall, you're like, this is more like a hill. I can do this, right? (laughs) The top was right there. It didn't really feel like it was going to be a huge problem. I knew, yes. Yeah, we can definitely do that. We can get to our campsite in time. Like, it's all going to be fine. And so as we got started, and as it got steeper, (laughs) because there were some really steep moments there, let me tell (laughs) you, as it got steeper, and as it got harder, and as I was like, oh, I don't know, this is getting exhausting, I was able to always remember back to that moment of sitting at the bottom of that hill or mountain. I don't actually know which one it was classified as. (laughs) And I got to remember, you know what? This isn't actually that big. And I can do this. And even though I was kind of questioning my sanity at some points because it was very steep and very rocky, (laughs) I knew that I could do it. I knew that it was possible because I had seen the goal already. And so even though sometimes hiking up the mountain, I kind of lost sight of the top of the mountain, I knew it was there, I knew what it looked like, and I knew that I was going to be able to get there. So being able to clearly see, or as clearly as we can from the bottom of a mountain, right? Being able to clearly see where we're going and what's going to be there and what we're expecting to be there and how it's going to feel to be there. Being able to clearly see that gives us the confidence to keep going, even in those moments where the going gets tough. And when I bring this to the context of your first or first in a while 10K cash month, I'm not saying this from the perspective of like, 
um, just visualize that you have $10,000 in your bank account, right? (laughs) That didn't work for me. Maybe it works for you, but that did not work for me. I was like, I would try every day to visualize 10K in my bank account, but it just like, it felt like it didn't feel real, right? It didn't feel like, yeah, I can actually do that. And so in order to figure out what does that actually look like, what is that actually going to feel like? We want you to start to think about what will your life look like when you create that first or first in a while 10K cash month? And I have a secret for you as you're thinking about your answer to that question. Your life is probably going to look exactly the same. (laughs) Okay, sure. You know, maybe having a little bit more money, it's going to feel safer in some ways. You're going to do all of the things that we talked about yesterday that come with uh, having that first 10K cash month. So yes, you know, there's going to be some wins. There's going to be some little changes, some little shifts. But overall, your life is still going to be your life. It's not like just overnight something magically changes. It's just like, oh, well, I made $10,000 cash this month and I'm still me. Your life will still be your life and you will still be you. And with each new amount of money that we make, All that happens, all that changes is that we become more and more of who we are. We become more and more of that version of ourselves that maybe we've always known that we could be, or the version of ourselves that maybe we haven't been since we were a child, or whatever that really true and powerful, joyful, capable version of you is. More money helps you be more you. It doesn't change you. It doesn't turn you into something that you're not, right? And this is really fucking phenomenal news. (laughs) I remember a couple months before my first 10K cash month, I kind of was like, I realized that my biggest fear was that if I made more money, I was going to have to like change who I was. And the very first thing, you're going to laugh about this, but the very first thing that came to mind for me was I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to wear fancy pajamas. Makes me laugh thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, man, if I make more money, I'm going to have to start wearing fancy pajamas because I'm someone who totally wears just like athletic clothes to go to sleep in. <laughs> I don't know why, but that really freaked me out. I was like, I'm just going to have to like become this whole other person who wears fancy pajamas to bed instead of just wearing my comfy athletic clothes. And to be honest, I've made a lot more money since that moment and I still wear my athletic clothes to bed. It's fine. (laughs) But as long as, you know, we're talking about this because as long as you are seeing more money as that means I'm going to have to change, we are kind of othering money, right? We're separating it from our present reality and we're actually making it something that we don't want. Because we're saying, you know, if I want more money, I have to become a different person. And that doesn't feel safe. When you make more money, when you create your first or first in a while 10K cash month, I asked you earlier, what is that going to change for you? Or what will your life look like? A very real response to that could be, my life is going to look pretty much exactly the same. And all that's going to change is I'm going to actually know that I know how to make more money but nothing about you, who you are at your core has to change. And no, you don't have to wear fancy pajamas (laughs) unless you want to, unless that feels very honest and authentic to you, then great, do it. (laughs) All right. 
that was a little bit of a recap on yesterday, intro to today, but I want to very quickly, just as a reminder, if we haven't met yet, I'm Carly Jo Bell. I'm a big hearted business coach. I work with online service-based business owners who want to create their first or first in a while 10K cash month. And we do this by developing your offers, your messaging, your marketing, and your sales strategy so that you can start selling consistently and with ease and with absolutely no sleaze. Right. When you have these core foundations in place, your offers, your messaging, your marketing, your sales strategy, you're able to really build a business that you love. You get to work with clients that you love working with and who get phenomenal results, like results that blow your mind. (laughs) And you get to finally create a steady stream of revenue and income, all the while knowing that you are contributing to creating a better life for your clients, for your family, for your community. And through all of that, this is how we change the world, right? Like if we're going really, really big. (laughs) All right. Digging straight in. Today, we are here to talk about offers. Yesterday, we talked about who your right fit person is because in the kind of grand scheme of things, what we're really trying to do here is get more right fit people into sales conversations that you can then convert into clients. In order to convert someone into a client, you have to have an offer for them to buy. (laughs) But so often what I hear from clients, especially people who have yet to create that first 10K cash month, or maybe they have a while ago and then they're like, I don't know how that happened and I have no idea how to repeat it. The biggest thing that I hear is I'm just not selling enough. Like my, my offers aren't selling. I'm just not getting enough people to buy this offer, right? And it's like, I'm just struggling to sell my offers consistently, right? Have you ever felt that way? (laughs) If you were to raise your hand right now in the chat, I would almost guarantee you that you are not alone. (laughs) So if that's you and you're saying, I'm struggling to consistently sell my offers, then I want to actually push back just a little bit. Because oftentimes we see that that's the problem. We're like, I'm struggling to sell my offers consistently. And we're thinking, this is the problem. But is that actually the problem? Or is that a symptom of the problem? Right? (laughs) I am going to put forth that struggling to consistently sell your offers is a symptom of a problem. It's not the problem itself. Right? So there's a lot of reasons why you might be struggling to sell your offer. There's a lot of things that might actually be the problem. And if we can figure out how to solve that problem, then that symptom of struggling to consistently sell your offers will go away because we've healed the root of the problem. And so once we fix some of these like core, the actual problems, then the symptom of fixing those actual problems is that you're going to start selling your offers more and more and more. And it's going to be easier and easier and easier every single day, right? So what are some of these real problems? There's a lot of different answers here. I'm only going to go into some of them. Like I could be here all day, right? We have entire trainings on this inside of Expand. So (laughs) there's a lot of reasons why this might be true though, why you are struggling to sell your offers. Number one, kind of probably the biggest, most common one is that your audience doesn't understand your offer or they do, but they can't really like, something about it doesn't feel like something that they really need, even though you know that it is, right? So one of the actually like core problems that you might be facing is that your audience doesn't understand your offer or they can't really like 
see how that is actually the thing that they need. Number two, another actually like core problem, something that we can fix though. So let's, you know, if you're, if you're like, I have all these problems, it's okay. Cause we can fix all of them. <laughs> the second core problem that might be making it so that you're struggling to consistently sell your offers is that the structure of the offer doesn't make logical sense when compared to the intended transformation of that offer. I'm going to say it again. The structure of the offer doesn't make logical sense when compared to the intended transformation of that offer. Basically, someone's looking at your offer and they're like, well, I see that you're saying you're going to help me get this, but I don't know, something's off here in how the actual offer is structured. We're going to have a deeper conversation about that in a second. The third core problem, this one is the easiest to fix, theoretically, but I find that often sometimes it's the hardest for people to fix. And that is that you don't actually want to sell this offer. Something about this offer, you're like, I don't want to have to do that. Right. I was talking to a client once and they were like, oh, but I'm so worried. Like it was, she was a coach and she was like, I'm so worried that people are going to just be on my Voxer all day. And so there's some part of you potentially who doesn't actually want to sell this offer or part of the offer. Even though you're like, I want more clients. You're like, I don't want to sell the offer. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a moment. And then the fourth kind of most common reason, the most common problem here, the one that we can actually solve, but that really solves that symptom of I'm not consistently selling my offer. The fourth problem is that you don't believe that this offer will actually get your client the intended result. The kind of sister of this, it's either you don't believe it or you are taking responsibility for your client's success. And so you're like carrying this heavy weight. And when you bring on one new client, it's suddenly like you're carrying responsibility for your own success. You're carrying now responsibility for their success. You're carrying responsibility for all of your clients. And so now you're like, I'm tapped out. Theoretically, I have so much time to bring on more clients, but I'm tapped out. And it's because you're literally carrying someone else (laughs) in addition to yourself. And you are like, I have to make sure that they are successful. Do any of those resonate? Number one, your audience doesn't understand your offer or they're like, yeah, I get it, but do I actually need that? Even though you know, yes, obviously you need it. (laughs) Number two, the structure of the offer doesn't make logical sense when compared with the intended transformation of the offer. It's like, I know that we, I can, I know that you're saying I can get this transformation, but something about how you're structuring the offer, I'm like, I don't know, right? Like, is that actually going to lead there? I don't see the path, right? Number three, you don't actually want to sell the offer, or maybe you don't want to sell or deliver part of the offer. Number four, you don't believe that this offer will get your right fit client the intended result. Or the sister of that is you are carrying responsibility for their success. And you're like, I have to make sure that this person is successful in this offer. So we're going to come back to those, but let's just pause for a moment. Obvious yes offers, what right? Ones that are just so like, of course I'm going to sign up for that (laughs) for your client. They're ones that both you love selling and delivering and ones that your clients love to buy. Like I was saying earlier, here at Holco, we do everything from this question of like, what will serve our soul aligned people best? And once again, very similar to what we talked about yesterday. Once again, what will serve your soul aligned people best? It's like, yes, it's helping them get their success. Yes, but it's also 
you doing work that you love doing in the way that you love doing it. It's both and, right? You don't have to choose between serving your right fit people and helping them get their success or doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. It's both. It serves your people for you to do work that you are so excited to be doing. Because when you're excited to be doing your work, that is what contributes now to them being able to get that result because now you are doing your best work because you're happy to be there. So let's look back at those real problems, right? Because the real problem, like I said, it's not my offer isn't selling. That's not the real problem. That's a symptom of the real problem. What is the core cause of that symptom? Those four things I shared before. I'm going to go through it again. Number one, your audience doesn't understand. And this usually comes down to messaging, right? I um, was talking with a client the other day and she was telling me, she's like, I feel like when I'm talking to someone like a family member or a friend or even a prospective client, I feel like I'm talking to them and I'm trying to tell them about my offer. Like I know that it's powerful, but it just feels like it comes out and they just look at me and they're like, okay. (laughs) And they don't get it. And it's not landing. And like, then she's like, and then it makes me try to like tell them even more about how powerful it is and how much they need it and how, how good it is. But then it just, every single layer, they're just like, okay. And they don't really get it. And it's not landing for them. It's not resonating for them. And that really comes down to messaging. We are talking about messaging tomorrow. So we're not going to go into that one today. Okay. We will deal with that one tomorrow how to actually talk about your work so that your people, your right fit people get it. And they're so excited to work with you because they're like, that's exactly what I've been looking for. That's messaging. We'll talk about that tomorrow. The second kind of problem here, core problem, if your offer isn't selling, is that the structure of the offer doesn't make logical sense when compared to the transformation. It's like, how does this get me there? I don't see the path. This is big. We're going to talk about that more kind of in the bulk of this training in just a moment. Number three, one of the third core problems here, the third core problem here is that you may not actually want to sell your offer, or maybe you don't want to sell a part of your offer. And this one really comes down to two core things, boundaries and permission, right? Let's start with permission. You have permission from yourself. I'm not giving it to you. Only you can do that, but you have permission to do the work that you actually love doing in the way that you love doing it with the people that you love working with, right? You have that permission and only you can make that choice to say, I'm going to do that work that I actually enjoy doing. (laughs) Only you can do that. And only you can say, like in the example I was giving before with the Voxer situation, like, I'm so worried. I don't want to include Voxer or maybe, but I have to, you know, Um, Because the people might be texting me at all hours of the day. You have permission to set boundaries around Voxer. You have permission to not include Voxer in your offer. You have permission to do work you love doing in the way you love doing it with the right fit people who you love working with. But only you can give yourself that permission. And without that permission, then you're going to be exhausted by your work. And no matter how hard you try to sell your stuff, you're going to be met with resistance and obstacle after resistance and obstacle. And then without boundaries, right? Let's talk about those boundaries really fast. Without boundaries around your time, your energy, and your money, your brain is going to tell you like, we can't bring on more clients because I don't want you to burn yourself out. Boundaries. Again, if we're thinking about how do we best serve our people, having boundaries around your time, energy, and money 
help you serve your people best because now you are nourished, you are fed, you are supported. And now you can show up from a place of really feeling solid and not from a place of desperation or grasping or anxiety or what if they don't like me? (laughs) We have to give ourselves permission to do the work we love doing and the way we love doing it. And we have to also, this also maybe goes with permission, we have to give ourselves permission to have set and maintain boundaries around our time, energy, and our money. Now, both of those are bigger conversations, right? Like I could be here all day, but that's just a quick kind of intro on that one, right? The fourth and final reason why you may be struggling to sell your offers. Well, one of the most common reasons. There's always so many. (laughs) But the fourth most common reason is that you don't believe that this offer will get your clients the intended result Or again, the sister of that is you are carrying responsibility for their success. So if that's you, and this one I probably should have been number one because this is the one I see the most. If that's you, I just want to ask you, has anyone in your life ever made you succeed? Maybe you've had people who have supported you to succeed. Maybe you've had people who've given you a boost and that helped you succeed. Maybe, you know, these people have in some way contributed to your success. But has anyone in your life ever made you succeed? Is anyone in your life solely responsible for any success that you've had? No. You are the only one who can actually make yourself succeed. You are the only one who is responsible for your success. And anytime we take that, we try to give it to someone else and say, here's responsibility for my success. Now we're looking for a savior. And when we're looking for a savior, chances are we're not going to actually be able to be saved because we are the only ones who can create that success that we desire for ourselves. So if we understand that to be true about ourselves, then we need to now look at it and see that it's true about our clients, right? I love sharing client wins and I know, and I try to be very transparent with as well in my marketing that the wins that my clients are getting are on them. They did that. And it's awesome that they did that. Yes, I supported. Yes, I helped. That's what I'm here for. But they got that win. That was their win. And I'm just here celebrating it. And I'm so grateful that what I did helped them in that. But I am not taking responsibility for their win because it's not my win. It's theirs. So here's the deal. Your job is not to create your client's success because you literally can't. Your job is to create the conditions within which they can succeed. And so let's figure out how to do that. How do we create those conditions within which they can succeed? First and most important step is offer alignment. We've already talked about this, but this is that idea that you have to actually want to sell what you are selling. You have to be taken care of and supported in your business and outside of your business in order to be able to deliver something amazing to your clients. Whether that's coaching, whether that's a actual like tangible deliverable, it doesn't matter. But in order for you to be able to deliver anything to your clients that is of any value, you need to be nourished 
and supported and taken care of. And part of how you do that, there's so many ways to do that, right? Like literally getting enough sleep (laughs) is one of the ways to do that. But part of how you do that is by creating offers that you are so excited about delivering. That you are so, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is going to like change people's lives. This is amazing. I just love it. I love that I've included this. I love that we're doing this. Like, this is so good. That is offer alignment. And when you have that, you can create the conditions within which your clients can succeed. But the second way, there's kind of three core pieces here of how you create the conditions within which your client can succeed. Number one is offer alignment. Number two is having a proprietary process. So once we have offer alignment, right, then we start to get really nitty gritty and we look at how does your right fit person actually get the intended results of this offer? And I don't mean, oh, they get this many coaching sessions or they get Voxer support or they get um, their website created for them or whatever. I don't mean that. That's not how they are getting the intended result. That's a channel, right? Or that's a support system, but it is not the how. So we need to figure out how do they go from where they are to where they want to be. And when you know that, this is how we can then create offers that truly transform our people. And a lot of times when when clients hear the words proprietary process, they kind of furtively come to me and say like, I don't think anything that I do is that proprietary. Like I edit people's podcast episodes or I design websites. Or I'm a life coach. Like nothing is really that proprietary. But to that, I want to tell you that nothing could be further from the truth. Because those things, and you, the longer you're in business, you'll see this to be more and more true. But those things that you're like, well, doesn't everyone do it this way? Are typically the things that actually you are the one doing it that way. And other people do it completely differently. And if you were to see how other people are doing it, you'd be like, I don't know about that. (laughs) You have a proprietary process. We need to figure out how to map it out so that you can really know, oh yeah, look, this is how my person goes from where they are to where they want to be. So just as an exercise here, do this with me, right? We can practice. We can start to look at what is your proprietary process. We always start with the end in mind and we ask, what is the intended transformation or result of my offer? And in pretty much anything we do, by the way, in business, we start with the end. Because if that's where we're trying to lead people, right? We need to know where we're actually leading them. (laughs) So we always start with the end. What is the intended result or transformation of my offer? And feel free to put that in the chat. We can work through it together. What is the intended result or transformation of my offer? Once we have that, then we want to go to the very beginning because we have to know where we're going. We have to know where we're starting in order to go on any journey. Go back to the beginning and ask, where's your client right now? When we have these two pieces of information, we can start to chart a proprietary process, the pathway from where they are to where they want to be. Denitra is saying she's struggling to put that into words. That's okay. It gets to be messy. Put it into whatever words come up for now, because really the only person seeing your proprietary process is you at this moment. (laughs) And so if you can just put it into words and it's going to not sound too great, that's okay. We just need to have kind of those two baseline pieces of information and we can dress them up tomorrow in our messaging training, okay? So you have where they are, you have where they want to be. Now you need to think about what are the steps that they need to take to go from here to there. And typically a proprietary process will have eight or so steps, 
right? So if my ideal customer, if where they want to be, the thing they want to create is they want to create their first or first in a while 10K cash month, then where they are right now is they're struggling to make consistent and sustainable sales. Then what are the steps that they need to take to go from here to there? They need to just off the top of my head, they need to identify their purchase ready ideal customer. They need to create and optimize their offer that is going to be, you know, great for their right fit client. They need to be able to talk about their offer in words that sell. They need to generate leads for that offer. They need to be able to like actually sell. They need to market that offer, right? These are the steps. And I have this all listed out. And it's like, I know exactly what my steps are that people need to take in order to go from here to there. If my client wants to create their first or first of all 10K cash month, they need to do this, then this, then this, then this, then this, then this, then this. And it's going to move them from where they are to where they want to be. And the benefit of really having a proprietary process is that it prevents us from doing one of the most common things that I see entrepreneurs doing is they stuff their offers. They put all of these things into their offers. Like, well, my client needs this and my client needs this and my client needs this. But when they look at their proprietary process, it's like, oh, all of those things are actually distracting from what my client needs to do to get that intended result. So you have to have your proprietary process. You have to know where they're going, where they're starting, and what are the eight or so steps that they need to take from here to get to there. Then when we have that proprietary process, it comes down to actually how do we structure an offer so that my client can move through that proprietary process and in doing so, fully transform, right? And this, there's so many things to consider when it comes to offer structure, but the biggest thing that I see people kind of messing up with their offers is timing. So for example, how long does it take an average client to get the intended result of your offer. You're gonna have some clients who just, they move really fast and you know, that's amazing. You have some clients who move really slow, that's totally fine. But on average, how long does it take your client, your average client to get the intended result of your offer, to move from where they are to where they want to be? For example, I've worked with clients in the past who are selling three-month coaching packages. And then when they ask themselves this question, how long does it take my average client to go from here to there? They realize that actually, if they were creating the conditions within which their client could succeed, then their offer needed to be nine months long or 12 months long. We always are creating our offer from this perspective of how can I create the conditions within which my client can succeed? I've also worked with clients who maybe have, they're like, okay, my offer is going to have weekly coaching sessions. But then when we talk about how can you really create the conditions within which your client can succeed, they realize that weekly coaching sessions is actually too frequent because it's not giving their client any space to really integrate what they're talking about or what they're working on in those sessions. Or for service providers here, right? I've given two coaching examples. I like to mix it up. For service providers, I've worked with clients and they're like, yeah, I mean, I can probably get that deliverable done in a week. And it's like, great, that's awesome. But they fail to take into account that they're likely in an ideal world going to have more than one client at a time, which means that they won't necessarily only be working on one project at a time, which means that they need to give themselves more than one week to get that deliverable done so that it can be done to the level and the standards that they want to have it at. So none of these examples, I've just given you three examples, but none of these examples mean that you automatically need to 
not do weekly sessions and you need to whatever, do bi-weekly sessions or something like that. That's not what I'm saying here. Because again, your job is to create an offer that creates the conditions within which your client can succeed. You don't want to base your offer or the structure of your offer off of what you're seeing other people doing because hopefully what they're doing is creating the conditions within which their client can succeed. And you want to be doing the same thing, creating those conditions, but that might lead to a different structure of an offer because you have a different proprietary process. Different things are aligned for you than are aligned for someone else. You have a different right fit client, all of those things. So in order to serve your soul aligned people, you have to create the conditions within which your client can succeed. And part of that as well is releasing your hold on having to make them succeed. Because that energy that like, I am carrying responsibility for your success, like I have to make sure that my client succeeds, that energy that you're spending like sitting up at night thinking, well, they could do this and they could do this and I hope that they do that. And, and oh my gosh, what if, what if they do this and it doesn't work? All of that energy is actually constricting your client and it's keeping them from being able to look external for ideas, but internal for answers. It's keeping them from being able to fully transform. And that is what you are doing in your work is you are helping them fully transform. So you saying, I am responsible for their success. I have to make sure that they succeed rather than I am creating the conditions within which they can succeed. That doesn't serve them. What serves them is you creating alignment in your offers, actually loving the work that you're doing. It's you having a proprietary process and mapping it out. I know how my people go from here to here. And it's you having a structure of an offer that actually allows them to complete that proprietary process so that they can get the full transformation. So often at this point, what I hear from clients is they're like thinking, okay, you know, I'm starting to see how this comes together. We're not even done here though, but oftentimes when clients start to see, oh, this is my right fit person. Oh, this is how I can create an offer to help them actually like get the intended result. They start to think, wait, maybe I could actually do this. (laughs) Maybe I could actually create my first or first in a while 10K cash month. But then when that thought comes up, it's often followed by a couple more thoughts. And the following thoughts sometimes are not very supportive to you actually going out and achieving the thing that you want to achieve, creating the thing you want to create that first or first in a while 10K cash month. One of the things that I most often hear is I don't want to get overwhelmed with too many clients and burnout. Right? A lot of us have this fear, especially after the last few years. I don't know about you, but like things have been hard. <laughs> We've been in a global pandemic. There's been all sorts of things happening in the world and it's been a lot, right? But here's the great news with this. When you bring right fit clients that you love working with into an offer that is just so aligned, that feels so good to you, that you are so excited about, you're not going to burn yourself out. And when you allow yourself to have boundaries of your time, energy, and money, like we were talking about before, You also have complete freedom to say no to a client or to put them on a wait list and say, I'll reach out to you when I have availability. And I know that that can feel scary, but the alternative is not 
being in alignment with that answer to the question of what is going to serve my soul aligned people best. It doesn't serve anyone for you to work with people who are not your right fit people. It doesn't serve anyone for you to sell an offer that you don't actually want to sell, right? It serves your people for you to actually love what you're doing, how you're doing it, and for you to be so confident in its ability to transform their lives that you're like, well, of course I'm going to start selling it because like the world needs this. (laughs) The other kind of question that often comes up for clients, as soon as they start thinking, oh, maybe I could actually like create my first or my first in a while 10K cash month. It's often, okay, so now like, what do I need to do? Right? What do I need to do? I'll answer this, but then I have a a real answer to this. What you need to do to create your first 10K cash month is get more right fit people onto sales calls or into sales conversations with you and then convert them into clients. Like that's what you need to do. But they're like, no, no, but like, what do I need to do every day? Like, what are my steps? And that those are valid questions. We could have a whole training on that. But what I will say here is that oftentimes when clients are asking me this question, they're often asking it with this kind of like mentality of, well, this feels really simple and really easy. I think it's too simple. I think it's too easy. How can I complicate this? (laughs) Because if it's complicated, then that's surely going to work, right? No. When we keep things simple and then we have, you know, these core foundations, of course, there's a proprietary process. There's steps that you can take to go from struggling to make consistent sales to creating your first 10K cash month. I listed those out earlier. But when you have that, it's simple. You don't need to complicate it. You don't need to add a bunch of extra things into it to create your first 10K cash month. All you need to focus on is how do I get more right fit people into sales conversations with me? and then convert them into clients. That's it. And then the final question that I see a lot of people asking is, but can I actually do it? They're like, wait, I think I want to create a 10K cash month. And they're like, but can I actually do it? And I'm saying it softly because that's usually how that voice comes through. It's, but can I actually do it? It's soft. It's at the back of our minds. And it's coming to you in a little bit of a fearful state a lot of times, right? Because it's afraid to be seen. It's afraid to be heard. It's afraid to be judged. And so if you're asking that question, I just want to invite you to actually listen to it, to hear it out. Let it know that you're aware of it and that you're listening, that you're not going to push it away or judge it for simply existing. Recognize that the part of you who is asking, but can I actually do it? That that part of you is afraid. They may also be hopeful, but there's definitely some fear there. Because what you are saying we are going to do maybe feels scary or it feels new. feels like it could potentially be painful. And all this voice is trying to do is protect you. Now, here is one of the like most relieving things that I have ever learned on this journey of entrepreneurship. You don't have to get rid of that voice in order to succeed. You do not have to get rid of the voice or the fear or the whatever it is, the anxiety. You don't have to get rid of any of those things in order to be successful in business. I still have all of those things. Do they come up less than they used to? Absolutely. Because they've started to trust me more, right? The little fear voice has started to trust 
oh, Carly actually knows what she's doing. I think we're going to be okay. (laughs) But you can have that voice and still be successful. What if you didn't have to change who you are in order to be successful? What if you're allowed to have the fears, the anxieties, and the questions that you have and still create your first or first in a while 10K cash month? It's possible. I am living proof of it being possible. And what's more, instead of fighting those fears or fighting that voice, what if you sat and you held their hand? That part of you that was afraid, what if you sat and held its hand and recognized that it's a very normal piece of your existence as a human being? And when you do that, that's where so much more ease actually comes. So we've covered a lot today. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that this has been helpful and I can't wait to hear how this training was. Let me know in the chat. What are you taking away? I like to always encourage my clients before we jump off of things to pause and ask, what do I want to carry forward with me from this training, from this experience, from whatever it is? Because that's how we start to really integrate our learning by intentionally pausing and intentionally saying, this is my takeaway. This is what I want to carry forward. So share what that takeaway is in the chat with me, whether you're here live or watching the replay. Thank you again so much for joining. I can't wait to talk about messaging tomorrow because messaging, oh my gosh, is like the key. (laughs) Okay, all of these things are the key. But messaging is where you now take all this work we've been doing on the kind of back end of your business and you bring it forward. And that is when you can start actually attracting in those right fit clients, getting them into sales conversations and converting them. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to this live training series on the 10K month formula. Make more sales with more ease every day. It is so easy sometimes to listen to things, but then not really actually like integrate what you just heard. And so even though it was amazing in the moment, it kind of ends up like not actually shifting how we are showing up inside of our businesses. That's why I actually want to invite you to pause before you continue on with your day and consider what would I like to carry forward from this conversation today? It's actually been shown that when we take that extra two to three minutes to intentionally choose a takeaway and then share that takeaway with someone else, that we are able to better integrate and then live from our new knowledge and our deeper understanding. So that's why I want to invite you to come join us inside the Big Hearted Entrepreneurs group on Facebook. This is the group where I host training series like this one and where you and I can get real and honest about what's actually happening in your business. Entrepreneurship can feel lonely. It can feel hard. It can also feel really powerful and beautiful all at the same time. So come share in that journey with our community of big-hearted entrepreneurs so that we can celebrate you in your highs and support you in your lows and be there for every moment in between. The link to join the group is in the show notes, or you can simply search big-hearted entrepreneurs on Facebook. I really hope I see you there.